Welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 19 years of healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My skill in moving energy combined with my medical background have been a catalyst for change in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. Hello and welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We're live here in Seattle, a very rainy Seattle. Seriously, right? <laughs> and there's a lot of water on the road. So if you're driving around, be slow. Take your time. Stop off at Starbucks. Have a little bit of tea. You know, just relax. Don't hurry. This will be the perfect excuse for everyone today. Totally. Just... Oh, yeah. I was stuck in traffic, you know. Yeah. I just couldn't make it. You know, you saw outside the weather. Yeah. Okay, Mrs. <laughs> Mr. Smith, we'll let you uh, pass for today. Exactly. Okay. Because it's. It, <laughs> uh, there was one point when I was exiting to come to the show. Mm-hmm. And luckily, I got a heads up from you and my assistant, Alyssa, to... Leave early so I can get here on time, which I did. Thank you both. And there was a moment where so much water got on my windshield twice. I could not see anything in front of me. Luckily, I know the road so well. But you didn't panic, though, did you? A a tiny bit. A tad. A a tad. And then, of course, it it disappeared. But I'm like, wow. Your heart fluttered real fast. It did. Okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. (laughs) I'm still in the car. Car's still going forward. So please drive carefully while you you are in in the mm-hmm. Northwest. Take your time, relax. You know, check out all the new Starbucks in your town because you know they're everywhere. And they'd love to have you. They would love <laughs> to have you. That's true. Um, uh, on a more serious note, I wanted to pass on um, uh, condolences to the family of an author that we've interviewed a few times here on the radio show. One of my favorite favorite bro- books, "Embrace, Release, Heal" by Lee Fortson. Um, that I love. I, I sent a copy to all of my clients who are dealing with serious illnesses. But Lee passed away on the eclipse on November 3rd from her illness. Um, she had cancer. And so we just send all of our love and happiness and peace, of course, to her as she travels to the other side and has a brand new experience. And of course, our wishes of comfort and um, calm for her family. I'm sure this is a trying time for them. She touched so many people around the world with her work, even her work before she became an author. Um, So we um, send our love to everyone and light, um, wishing everyone, um, you know, some comfort in this time of saying goodbye to a wonderful inspiration, Lee Fortson. So um, we'll see you on the other side, Lee, I'm sure. I can't wait to hear all about it when I get there at some point, too. (laughs) Um, so today we're talking with an astrologer, Nadia Shah, who I happen to run into on YouTube. Yeah, just, you know, running in on YouTube, you know, trying to figure out what's going on with me, you know, in the stars. And I really liked her posts and her videos. And I visit her, her website and she has a brand new book that just came out on, um, like Kindles and Nooks and all of those electronic the e-books. Facts. The e-books, thank yeah. you. <laughs> and so Nadia is actually in Cancun, Mexico, and she is kind <laughs> enough. I know, right? Yeah. I love Cancun. I took my oldest there after she graduated from high school with the kids. Um, uh, yeah, it was so fun. I had a blast. One of the great things about that area um, in the Yucatan is the sand is actually crushed coral, and so it's not too hot. You can walk on it with bare feet. It's sweet. Yeah, it's amazing. So Nadia, just making it so much more pleasant know, than right? here right well, now. Well, she said we could come <laughs> oh visit her. Oh my god! You know? <laughs> so she lives in Toronto, Canada. Nadia is an internationally syndicated sun sign columnist, author, television, and internet personality, and is one of the few people in the world to hold an MA in the cultural study of cosmology. Ooh, I can't wait to hear about that. And divination from the University of Kent, United Kingdom. 
So welcome, Nadia, from Cancun, you lucky duck. (laughs) Thank you, Marie. Thank you, Benny. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be meeting your audience. Thank you. Oh, sure. Um, Believe me, they're going to be so happy to meet (laughs) you as well. They already are. Your first book, or is, is this your first book or your latest book? It's my first book, Your yes. first book, Astrology Realized, Your Journey to Understanding Astrology. It introduces the foundational knowledge of astrology, ensuring a solid understanding for a lifetime practice. That's quite impressive. Yes, well, it is, on the one hand, it is a foundational text, so it helps people to go from zero to reading a birth chart. Mm. But it's also um, sort of a philosophical overview, because that is, very much my disposition. <laughs> I have a Sagittarius moon, so I care a lot about how things develop, especially philosophically. And the reason it's called Astrology Realized is because I was very influenced by the work of one of my professors at Kent, uh, Jeffrey Cornelius, who wrote a book, sort of this seminal work called The Moment of Astrology. Mm. And in this book, he, he argues for astrology as divination. Mm. And so he says that, you know, you can, if you're a student of astrology, I'll try not to get too technical for those out there who are not students, but there are a lot of books out there that are what we would call cookbooks, right? They say, okay, if you have Venus here and Venus is having a particular type of conversation with Pluto here, that could mean X, Y, and Z. It could mean so many things. But when you are actually in the moment of a reading, and you just you know you have the knowledge on a level of intellect, so you let the intellect relax, and you just allow another energy to come forward, whether you want to call it your unconscious, whether you want to call it inspiration. But it's when that energy comes forward that we move beyond what Jeffrey called a speculative reading wow. and into a realized reading where you hit on truth. Wow. And I think that's ultimately the goal of astrology is to really ride that energy, to understand astrology as a spiritual practice and as a spiritual experience for the astrologer and for the client as well. And so that's what I really try to encourage and facilitate throughout the book, because to me, that is what makes the difference between um, getting a computer-generated readout and actually being an astrologer or actually sitting with an astrologer. Well, you do something interesting with your readings. I mean, you have almost 11,000 people on YouTube that follow you, subscribe to your regular videos. I mean, regular. It's amazing. It's very humbling. And the channel is now at almost 4 million views. Wow. It's it's one of the top five regularly. And I'm just so grateful. Thank you so much to everybody out there who's been watching. Thank you. Well, you're very good and you're animated and you're funny. And and you have that heartfelt sense when I listen to the videos, you know, that like you're really there with that person like, oh, I'm sorry, you know, in a way, you know, when things are a little challenging, it's quite adorable. Uh, And what I also found interesting um, is that when you do your personal readings with individuals, you also video that, too. Yes, there are personalized horoscopes um, when people want me to look at their particular birth chart. Then I want them to have something that they can, you know, one of the feedback I get a lot from friends and fans out there is that they, when they watch my monthly horoscopes, a lot of them don't just watch once. They like to watch it a few times. They like to return to it through the month so that they can get that burst of positive energy. They can be reminded that ultimately it's not just about what's happening on the surface, but that there's a deeper lesson and deeper wisdom playing out. And if you connect yourself with that, you enter a flow of life. And to me, that's 
what I, how I understand astrology, how I understand the sky as being a guide to that. And so what I really like is the idea of creating a personal video for people because then they can look to that again and again. And, I mean, I've had people contact me after a year or two of getting their reading and saying, you know, I went back to that again and again while I was going through this messy situation. And, you know, when you said this, it helped me then. But then six months later, you said, I realized you also said this, and it helped me at that time. And I love that. To me, that's part of synchronicity. It's about being receptive to the exact message you need. The words can be the same, but it's what you are receptive to that changes based on your needs, based on your lessons. And I love that people can have that, and they can keep that, and they can cherish it, and it can be there to inspire them. Because ultimately, I do believe that all communication is infinite. That's one thing I love about what I do is that I can communicate something. Somebody like you were kind enough to watch one of my videos. You watched that video. Now, forever and ever, that 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 was shared is a part of you, is a part of your psyche. And you don't know how maybe 20 years from now you'll have an experience, and in that exact moment you'll remember some sentence that I said in that video 20 years earlier, and it makes all the difference. Hmm. It acts as a catalyst for change or it acts as the knowledge that you need to be most effective in that situation. All communication is infinite, and I love being a part of that. Well, in that spirit, what we're going to do today, which is different, um, Nadia is not going to be taking um, callers' questions. We're going to be actually, um, you're going to be giving information for signs. So everybody gets a taste of information about what's going on, which is exciting. We're also going to talk about some celebrities and um, some eclipse that's going to be happening in 2014. But we just had an eclipse just recently. Yeah. So so what's going on? I know November 3rd was, I guess that's our last one for this year, correct? Yes, that's the last eclipse for this year. We had um, an eclipse just a little bit earlier as well on October 18th. It was a lunar eclipse, not as powerful as the total solar eclipse that just took place. Oh, wow. But um, eclipses are very powerful because eclipses involve the nodes. And in astrology or in evolutionary astrology, um, the nodes represent the agreements that we make to ourselves and to others. They represent the intention that the soul sets for this lifetime. And so however far off we are from that path, we are brought back even more dramatically. But if we've been aligning ourselves through our own consciousness, seeking to align ourselves, seeking to listen, then eclipses tend to play out in ways that are a lot more gentle um, but ultimately do involve a realignment. So however attached you are will determine how difficult it is. If you are not so attached, if you're open, if you're walking a path of consciousness of wanting to align yourself with a higher energy, eclipses can be a, an amazing time, a really positive time of a lot of breakthroughs. Wow. And so, and so we had a lunar eclipse in Aries, uh-huh. and lunar eclipses tend to indicate endings. That's one of the most important symbols of lunar eclipses. Eclipses in general help us to see things from a fresh perspective, and it's usually that we finally see what was staring us in our face that we didn't acknowledge before, and this can be collectively, but certainly individually as well. So depending on where the eclipse was in your chart will speak to um, how powerfully it was experienced and where it was experienced, but the lunar eclipse in areas marked ending. 
um, especially where you, what you were going to fight for. What are we willing to fight for? Like ending that, recognizing when the battle is no longer worth it and having that acceptance and understanding that there's wisdom in that ending as well. And then the solar eclipse that took place was in the sign of Scorpio. And that's very much about the truth coming to light, at looking at power games that we can play with ourselves, with others. But more than that, to me, Scorpio, the higher manifestation of Scorpio, and given what a positive eclipse this was, Scorpio represents the life-death rebirth cycle. And so all of us in some way were being encouraged to rebirth ourselves and rebirth a definition of ourselves that was free of the frills, free of the fluff, where we really were encouraged to let go of dead skin. To me, the snake is a very strong and very apt metaphor for Scorpio. And a solar eclipse in the sign of Scorpio is about a snake shedding dead skin. So that something new and more vibrant underneath can be revealed more fully. And I think all of us in some way have been going through that lesson as well. Wow. Okay, great. So we're already, we've shed our skin, hopefully, so we can head into the next year, 2014, and <laughs> kind of do it all over again. So before we go to break, though, I'd love to, so do you think Hillary Clinton will be our next president? I got to tell you, honestly, I I don't see that. Wow. I love that she's so inspiring. I think that she's amazing. And I think that what I'm seeing more than anything at the next um, election is, more of a celebration of her contribution and what she's done. But as far as uh, as being president, no, I'm not seeing that. Wow. And she, I mean, look, she's already broken so many records. She and, has. Uh, Secretary of State, my goodness. Yeah. yeah and, an absolute inspiration, and she will be acknowledged as such. And she's kind of tired. I mean, she even said that publicly yeah. a few times, <laughs> you know, that she's yeah. like, oh, you know, I'm tired. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, well, I'm sure some people will be disappointed about that. But um, hopefully uh, the U.S. will be wise again and choose another incredible person to lead our country. Yeah, this only maybe pave the way for a future candidate. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be female exciting. candidate. Yeah, female say. candidate would mm-hmm. be lovely. We haven't had that in our history. That would be fantastic. So we're going to take a break here on the Marie Manu Cherry Show. I'm interviewing Nadia Shaw. She's an internationally syndicated sun sign columnist, author, and television and internet personality. She's an astrologer. We'll be right back. preceding audio was via a Skype call. Are you looking for tools to enhance your life or to bring those things you desire into your life? Marie offers a variety of CDs to help you do just that. Get acquainted with your seven primary chakras and balance your human energy system. Or is embracing your intuition what you're looking to learn? Or would you rather focus on a healthy immune system? These CDs and more are available through Marie's website at energyintuitive.com. For a complete list of CDs available and their descriptions, please visit Marie's website today. From the moment you were born and throughout your whole life, energetic allies have accompanied you. These beings have studied everything about you, so they may guide and support you in discovering your true passions and gifts. Join Marie at Hollyhocks Vancouver, BC location this fall for a two and a half day workshop connecting to guidance, November 8th through the 10th. So register online at hollyhawk.ca or call 800-933-6000. 
888-789-3339. We live in a world that's become predictable. Our realities are filled with distractions, hopelessness, and confusion. We've begun to lose touch of what we're truly capable of. It's time for us to regain our true potential. Join psychic medium and crystal child, Lindsay Paul, as she connects to the other side and brings back messages from beyond, along with her psychic and skeptic, Abraham DeWeese and Indigo child, Sarah Ellis. They'll help you sort of new heights by answering your questions. Don't miss Wisdom Within Radio, Thursdays at 1 p.m. Manifesting dreams into reality is meant to be exciting and easy. When the tools you use stop working, a lack of self-worth is most likely holding you back. Marie's Affirm Your Worth cards are the perfect solution to increase self-appreciation while magnetizing your dreams into reality in a nurturing and fun way. Order the Affirm Your Worth cards online at energyintuitive.com or call 425-825-5671. Tell your friends the place to be is Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Back to Marie Manu Cherish. I'm interviewing Nadia Shaw. She's a creative soul. Her work has been presented in various forms. She's regularly interviewed by many print publications, has been interviewed on radio, television. Um, and you in New York City, you actually were part of a dating show inspired by a, a astrology. What was that like? Oh, it was so much fun. It was so great. The sign show was a New York-based uh, dating show based on astrology, based on connecting people. Um, with their, their astrological aspects and their signs. And so it was great fun. It was great fun to just um, to share. And as I was uh, thinking earlier, I was contemplating how that really was one of the first sort of big breaks I got right out of university, right out mm. of my education. And it was really affirming to just know that I was on the path I was supposed to be on. And it was the first time that people were responding to me and, and um, encouraging me along. But it was just great fun. The people there were fun to work with, and um, it was great to see the, you know, sort of the the integration of astrology, the conscious integration, because astrology already is integrated to everything. It's right. connected to everything. But it was it was much more conscious. But it was also presented as fun, as entertainment, and I really liked that because I think astrology should be fun. I agree. I, I think it should yeah, be life fun should too. be fun. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. So yeah. is, is Obamacare ever going to, like, really work? Or, you know, what's the yes. deal? It is. <laughs> Absolutely it will. I'll Yay. tell you something. Yeah. Obamacare was signed. Like, I mean, it couldn't have been more perfectly timed. It was, you know, astrologers were saying, is there an astrologer working there? Is there not? <laughs> because yeah. Obamacare was signed under an exact conjunction of Jupiter and Uranus in the sign of Pisces. Now, yeah. just Jupiter and Uranus together, I mean, that's supreme protection, that's breakthroughs, that's into the unknown. And Pisces is the sign of, of healthcare. It's the sign of hospitals, of, of medical care. And so when I, I mean, I see this, it was signed under that moment. This, this is protected. This is blessed. Now, I do think that right now, there's been that tug and push, that, that tug of war, if you will. Um, but let's just say there's been some healthy debate, <laughs> and, <laughs> and, which is part of anything being stronger. Yeah. And so 
It's been continuing. I do think that we'll see it continue into the new year. April looks to be sort of the last sort of last gasp moment of people trying to um, trying to make this into something else. But really, it's um, this is here to stay, and um, it will be something that that really is a legacy creating thing for Obama. But really, is something that redefines. Um, really American society. It's not the world society for right. a, a very, very long time to come. Oh, well, I just think that's wonderful. I mean, I, of course, when it started to happen, I've been just thrilled and happy, just surprised by all the hiccups and how stubborn um, some of us can be here in the U.S. and how we, mm-hmm. you know, we're not really ready to let go and let everybody have health care, which is so is important. I don't know. I think that the, you know, I've been thinking about this because yeah. after many years, when I was a child, I visited the U.S. quite a bit for, for summer vacation. Yeah. And then I didn't for many, many years. And then recently, I've just had a lot of astrological events that have taken place in the States and, you know, going back and forth between Cancun, I've sort of made it this this thing where I, I want to visit different American cities because I really didn't know very much about the U.S. at all, being born and raised in Toronto and Canada. And I'll tell you that I, it's like I understand the mystique, you know, I understand what it is that makes people all over the world want to be American. Like there's a, <laughs> there's a confidence and, it, right. and it, it's kind of sexy, to be honest. <laughs> there's a, a confidence and a sexiness and there's a, a commitment to ideas and an inherent belief that life can be amazing and a belief in your own power to improve your life. It's, it's all very special. I think it's um, inspired the world, clearly. And so I understand it, yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's very sweet. Although I must say, Toronto, lovely city. Absolutely lovely. Thank I you. Enjoyed I enjoyed it. it. I can't wait yeah. to, you, you should. I mean, I can't wait to go back. It would just, it's so international. I, I mean, it just, it's this beautiful webbing of culture that, that everyone's comfortable with, at least while I was there. It was just wonderful. I, I loved it very much. So yes, it's very oh, inclusive, and I love that. Yeah. And you have a home in Toronto now. Oh, as well. thank, you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So that. sweet. That's very sweet. So we're, you're going to give like some like important little tidbits for each one of the astrological signs for um, for what's coming up. Correct? Is that- absolutely. I'm happy right. to do that. Now I did um, not in October. I actually posted 2014 expanded oh. courses on my YouTube channel. I'm well prepared. There's like two more love. <laughs> hey, so, yeah. So. No, I, I I watched my my sign. Yes, I watched it. It was great. I'm looking forward to it. It sounds like a lot of fun. So, awesome. um, what would you like to share with our audience about um, the different astrology signs? About what's ahead well, for them? I, I mean, we can start with Aries and what Aries has to look ahead to. I really think that Aries is going to experience an awakening, and this can best be described as an awakening of purpose, an awakening of fun. Um, Over the last year and as we start um, 2014, it's very much about, you know, am I safe? Where am I going? Am I building something that matters? You know, but I think Aries is most happy when they're living from a place of of connection to instinct and, and connection to passion. And that is about to be reawakened and reignited in the best possible sense of the word. And I think a lot of Aries are just going to find themselves really getting their flirt on and they are going to be flirting. <laughs> the most timid of Aries out there are going to find themselves just enjoying being in the moment and that that lightness that is necessary for true joy 
and also for love to foster because if you start something really, you know, heavy and consequential, then it really has nowhere to go. But it's really when something starts light and joyous and fun that you plant the seeds for something um, that can actually manifest into something much more beautiful in the future um, can happen. So a lot of Aries are going to experience this energy that way. But overall, I think Aries are going to move towards a greater sense of fulfillment and a greater sense of achievement. Wow. Of course, as an Aries, I'm thrilled about all of it, even getting my flirt on. That sounds fabulous. (laughs) Well, you're obviously good at it because in your own way, you enjoy your life, right? It's about being in love with life and not having this, this, you know, attachment that drains life from the present because you're thinking so much of the future. So obviously, you have this this joy in the moment. That that is the kind of an energy of flirting, sure. Yeah, no, I like it. It's great. It's it's really great. You know, what I think is fascinating, too, just people in general is how much energy people waste doing things that they don't enjoy that are not fulfilling to them and how, at least from my perception, it's very difficult for them to then discover those things that will bring them joy when they're so depleted and not Mm -hmm. recovering because they don't have something that's feeding their life. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And also, I think that, you know, I've always said self-trust is everything. And that's not always an easy path for everyone to walk. That, that's not an easy path for everyone to walk. So I can understand that, um, that feeling of resistance at times because mm-hmm. that is a very big gamble to take. For ah. Some. Yeah. Ah. But it's often worth it, if not always. Oh, I In agree. unexpected ways, but very much worth it. I agree completely. Absolutely. So what's up for Taurus? Uh, no, you're going to go. Is that what, what's next? Yeah, Taurus? yeah. exactly. Uh-huh. Taurus. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, for Taurus, I really like this year for Taurus because it is about um, a certain level of comfort within your own body and within your own skin. And I think about this idea, you know, Taurus, I mean, I love all the signs and they all have something to teach us and to show us. Taurus is very much about being in the present moment. It's about the earthly experience, enjoying the earthly experience, enjoying our incarnation and being embodied. You know, one of my um, friends and regular guests on my show, uh, my show Synchronicity, where I interview people in the New Age, Julie Simmons, an astrologer, she often says, that Buddha was a Taurus. And she says this because Taurus has such a a connection to the present moment. It's able to fully appreciate breath and how that actually has a joy and a bliss of its own just to breathe. And so I do think that Taurians are going to find themselves getting much stronger and much better at this very skill of being present and are going to find that, that slowly but surely over the course of this year, they just feel better being themselves, really, better in their skin, better in their body, safer within themselves, knowing that they can provide the protection they need on a level of spirit, on a level of emotion, so that they can then take bigger risks and take bigger chances out into the world. Wow, that's that sounds exciting. So far, I'm really liking these forecasts for 2014. (laughs) These are lovely. Lovely. Well, I think every year has its opportunities. Absolutely. i I'm very much of the belief, like my personal mission in life is to affirm in the world that the universe is wise and loving. Mm-hmm. And that's everything I do is just to affirm that, because I do believe very much that that's what I'm meant to do is affirm that in the world. And so for me, when I look at the sky, I, I look at, okay, how is the sky working? How is it indicating 
a personal journey towards greater love and greater wisdom. And because that's who I am and that's what I bring to the sky, that's what I end up seeing and that's what I interpret. Oh, I love that. I absolutely love that. Okay, so next is Gemini, I believe. Gemini, Gemini, yes. Um, For Geminis, I think they're going to feel very much in their element. It is a year of a lot of twists and turns and surprises in the best possible sense in the sense that make them feel at home, very much at home. And as I said, like in their own element, there are going to be lots of chances to run into people you never expected to, have random conversations as you go about your day, meet new neighbors, welcome and really inspiring, interesting people into your life very much uh, spontaneously, very much in, in terms of the people who live around you. I think that there's going to be a lot of healing where it comes to relationships with um, cousins and siblings. And also when I think about the Gemini, you know, I think about Gemini, the best that a Gemini can be is so present that they feel completely free to share mm. and just talking and moving their hands and, and thinking out loud. That's a very big Gemini strength is to think out loud and have a revelation right there in front of you on the spot. Mm-hmm. And it's this very thing that the universe is going to encourage. The universe is going to encourage Gemini's to talk it up, to talk, to write, to find their voice. And so this is a huge thrust for this lifetime for Gemini's. They find themselves, really your sun sign is where you slowly step into your power over the course of your lifetime. It's where you find your core, your center, your light, and you connect with that belief that it deserves to shine and be seen. And Gemini's are going to take leap steps in the direction of really owning their light and allowing it to shine much more freely and spontaneously. Oh, I just love that because I, I happen to know a few Geminis, and I always feel like they feel just a little insecure. You know, like they have mm-hmm. really cool experiences, and they're very interesting people, and um, they're friendly. But I always kind of have this sense, at least the, the few people that I know, like there's this insecurity about themselves, maybe because there's this duality going on and they're not sure which way to go. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's because of the duality. It's because there's a recognition that there's more than one perspective. There's more than one way to look at a thing, to speak of a thing, to consider a thing, to perceive a thing. And because of that, that could create a certain insecurity for some Geminis. But I think that when they trust the moment and they just ride the moment and they understand that that ideas change, right? Ideas, beliefs, concepts, all of these are under a constant uh, evolution. When they embrace that, they drop some of the insecurity and they give themselves permission to change. They give themselves permission to evolve their beliefs or their stance or their ideas. That's when they really um, put away the insecurity enough to unleash what, what I think of as magic. So before we go into the next sign, why don't we talk a little bit about a, a celebrity? You know, the, the new movie Gravity is really popular. Have you seen mm-hmm. it yet? I have not. Oh, it's so good. I really thought, okay, I'm going to go see this space alien movie. You know, I mean, I went with my daughter and her fiance. And uh, so I was kind of expecting, you know, uh, whatever. Okay, I, I was riveted. I could not get out of my seat. My eyes were completely focused on the screen. Fantastic wow. movie. I highly recommend it. So, you know, f- you know, if we're going to talk about celebrities a little bit, we can talk about Sandra Bullock. And so is she going to marry again? Can you tell? I actually think that she is. Oh. Um, what I think as I look at her chart is that 
I think that at the very, um, right around July, she has met someone. I do believe that she's already met somebody. And I think that that bond is going to solidify in August of 2014. But I do think the chance of her actually committing to another partner is very strong. And the chance that she's already met this person recently is very strong as well. And and do we need to do any intervention on her choices? You know, not that, I mean, I can certainly look at my history and, you know, um, I've certainly made some interesting choices myself, but, <laughs> but I'm just curious. Do we need better for it? Oh, I totally. Say, I know I am better for all <laughs> those choices that made me roll my eyes. And I mean, I look back sometimes and I'm just so grateful for, for all of it. Even the stuff that felt like, what was what I? What the heck was I thinking? <laughs> exactly. And, you know, we're not in the public spotlight like Sandra Bullock, you know, so our, our, History isn't being spanned across magazines where every little piece of dirt is being shown, which is kind of embarrassing. But how's she doing in that choice factor? Can you tell by looking at her chart? Look, I mean, I think she likes adventure. I think she likes what's different, right? That's, that's what she's going for. And oh, I think funny. her choices are going to surprise, in all honesty. Wow. And, uh, you know, she likes what she likes. It's um, She has reactions that that she may not consciously be able to explain. But once she has that sort of draw, that pull is there, then it's there. And uh, and she trusts herself and she trusts it. So she's going to go with it. And I think, you know what? I don't know. I just think life is, life is short and you might as well enjoy. And she's, <laughs> she's living out loud and, she and that's great. You know, yeah. that's great. She looks you to live out loud. More power to you. Sandra. Exactly. She looks gorgeous, by the way. I mean, this woman, I think, is almost 50 years old and she looks phenomenal. <laughs> you know, she looks yeah. amazing. We're going to take another break here on Marie Menu Cherry Show. We're interviewing Nadia Shah. She's an astrologer from Toronto, but she's in Cancun right now in the sun, having a beautiful time. We'll be right back. <laughs> preceding audio was via a Skype call. Join Marie this December at East West Bookshop in Seattle for two events you won't want to miss. Friday, December 6th, Marie will be giving a talk on manifesting with your spirit guides from 7.30 to 9 p.m. Then on Saturday, December 7th, she will be teaching a workshop on how to magnetize your dreams into reality from noon to 5 p.m. Marie will be doing live readings at both events. Register online at eastwestbookshop.com or call 800-587-6002. I'm Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. We bring a unique talk radio blend your way every Friday and Saturday on 1150 KKNW. From pop culture to the paranormal, you get variety in a conversational style. Whether it's UFOs or ESP, angels or the afterlife, Bigfoot or your big dreams, everything is fair game on our show. Join the A-Team of Alternative Talk Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on the station that leads the pack without following the herd. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Have you been thinking about heading down a healthier path but aren't quite sure where to begin? Marie has a set of DVDs that can help steer you in the right direction with wisdom, insight, and a dash of humor. The Healing From Within series imparts practical tools you can easily use to expand personal health. Marie collaborated with frequent radio guest and naturopath Dr. Sheila Dunmerit to produce four DVDs that include detoxification, heart health, brain health, and hormones. The DVD series can be purchased online at energyintuitive.com 
or by calling 425-825-5671. If you want to know how to get in touch with Marie or find out what's on her calendar, there's a variety of ways to do so. You could become Marie's friend on Facebook or even follow her on Twitter. Check out Marie's website. There's tons of new features like Chakra of the Month, a live Twitter feed, and three PDFs with extensive exercises for your chakras. You can also sign up for Marie's free quarterly newsletter and also get your questions answered in her Dear Marie column. Simply email Marie your question and she will answer it in an upcoming edition. Marie also will be speaking and signing books throughout the U.S. in 2013. Find out if she'll be in your area on her events page at energyintuitive.com. Spread the word. You don't have to settle for the usual talk radio. Now there's Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. And welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We're live here in Seattle. Tomorrow I take off for Canada. I'm going to be at Hollyhock in Vancouver giving a talk on connecting to guidance. It's really about the spirit guides or feeling, hearing, knowing your guidance. So it's a Friday night Saturday and all-day Sunday workshop. We still have some spaces available if you're interested. It's hollyhawk.ca, so that should be lots of fun. And then December 6th, I'll be giving a talk here in Seattle at East West Bookshop um, talking about your spirit guides. And then I'm giving an all-day workshop on Saturday, uh, Manifesting Your Dreams into Reality on December 7th. So hanging around the Northwest, uh, I've been traveling a lot this year. But next year, I'm going to be slowing down a little bit, hanging around the home front a little bit more, um, and all of those lovely things. So I'm very happy to be heading to kind of your neck of the woods, but kind of far away from your hometown, Nadia. Yes, but it is the same nation. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's really true. So we're talking about astrology, and you're giving our listeners trends for the upcoming year, 2014. And next is Cancer. um, And Cancer is really lucky because Jupiter's in their sign already. Um, And it'll stay that way for a little bit, right? Yes, and and Jupiter is very potent in Cancer. Jupiter likes to be in Cancer very much. And with Jupiter in Cancer, um, it's manifesting mostly because Jupiter has been in conversation with other power players in the sky, um, particularly Saturn and Pluto and Neptune. Um, really, Pluto has been helping to heal, helping to release the past, helping to create space for the new and more fabulous and more wonderful than, you know, anything that Cancer could have ever imagined before. And I'll tell you, I do think that, especially now, today, Jupiter went retrograde. So Jupiter is standing still in the sky, preparing to go backwards. And this is when Cancers, right now, are starting to contemplate, and the energy they'll take into the new year is one of contemplation as to what they need to release within their own spirit, within their own heart, within their own expectations, in order to welcome in the new and the fabulous and the wonderful. And I do think that... A little bit later, once we get past the equinox, you are going to find a lot of Cancerians out there slowly but surely starting to build something really amazing. And the Mm -hmm. later we get into the the year, especially the second half of the year, that's when what starts to build is financial. So there's a lot of financial progress. Yeah, so the changes that are happening now, it's it's on a personal level, but it needs to happen in order to, to cleanse any doubts 
and welcome in greater prosperity on every level of life to welcome wow. in greater emotional prosperity and greater financial prosperity as wow. well. Wow, that's fantastic. And how are the Leos going to be doing next year? What's up with them? The Leos are going to be doing very, very well. Um, the Leos have Jupiter moving into their sign in the second half of the year. And Jupiter will be speaking very kindly with the planet Uranus. So they will be in a harmonious conversation as well. And I look at this and I just think that there are some wonderful breakthroughs set to happen. Uranus is very much the planet of, of fame. It's a planet of a really a reach beyond what you ever expected. And Uranus also, because of that, Uranus rules the Internet as well. Mm. And so when I look at this, I think that Leos are going to step into their life. They're going to find whatever it is that they're meant to share and they're going to find a big way to share it. They're going to find themselves even more brave than what they knew before, more positive, just just more of everything wow. in the best possible sense. They will really be allowing themselves to be seen in ways that maybe they haven't before, they didn't realize that they hadn't before. But really, you know, you think about Leo, the, the higher spiritual lesson of Leo is an acknowledgement that, you are worthy of shining and being seen, that there is something within your soul that is worthy of being seen. Wow. And that is really the sacred lesson that I think a lot of Leos are just going to take leaps ahead in and really step into, very comfortably step into. Wow, I think we should be hanging out with Cancers and Leos all next year. <laughs> they're going to have a really great year. And so before we go on to the, the next line, and we'll just go back to some celebrity gossip, you know. Uh, so Jennifer Aniston, you know, she's met a great guy for her, a lovely man for her. So, uh, you know, the big talk in the tabloids, she's always pregnant, but she's not pregnant. <laughs> or So do you see that in her chart? You know, a couple Aniston babies, you know, floating around? You know, I'll be honest. I don't think she really, I, I see this chart as a relationship chart, as somebody who really wants to, um, to get along with other people, who wants to learn about themselves through partnership. I don't see this as a strong child chart, if you will. Mm. I don't see that as a big motivation for her. I can see how right now she would be feeling some, some pressure and really asking herself, should she, shouldn't she? But the motivation doesn't seem to be very, um, like if, if it was just about purely what she really wants and what she really knows for her life path, I don't see children necessarily as part of that for wow. her. And I, I mean, I think this is a conscious, conscious thing on her part. I think um, that's I think that's lovely, you know, because it's it's yeah. really okay not to have children. You know, it's not a necessity to grow and evolve and have fun on the planet. I mean, sometimes it can create the opposite. Um, I mean, you know, for moments anyway. And, and which was also interesting is that you know her first husband. I mean, he has a brood of children, so mm-hmm. clearly it's good that they're not together when they have very different, perhaps, viewpoints on offspring. Yes, and I mean, I just. I, I have many moments when I give a burst of gratitude to, you know, our social justice ancestors and all the women who, who were before us who made it possible for a woman to decide whether or not she was going to have children. Exactly. Who made it possible for women to decide that, you know, my, my work really matters to me. What I'm doing in this area of life, maybe it's not traditional, but it matters to me so I can trust it and pursue it. It's because of them. But so many of us now have that option. So I'm always sending them a burst of gratitude. Oh, so me grateful. too. Yeah, I, I agree. For for all of us, not just for women, but for men too. It's, Absolutely. It can be a Absolutely. burden if a person doesn't want to have children. You know, it's a, 
It's a lifelong, with all my kids in their 20s, I can tell you it never goes away. It's a lifelong commitment. It's beautiful, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it never goes away. Okay, so who's next in our um, our nice little recap for 2014? We are looking at Virgos now. And with Virgos, I do see this as largely a year when they are really getting clear. Because you have to think, to me, Jupiter entering your sign is like one of the the big moments of your life. It really is one of those years that you look back on and see when important an important shift took place in your direction or a new phase of life began for you. But what's really interesting is the year before Jupiter enters your sign, Jupiter is in the part of the sky that astrologers call the 12th house. And this is one of the most, uh, you could say, the quietest house. It's the house that has to do with the dream time. It has to do with meditation. It has to do with isolation. It has to do with clearing karmic ties, releasing the past, understanding your patterns so that you can change them. And then Jupiter enters the sign and you start living new. And this is the journey that Virgos are going to begin in 2014. With Jupiter moving into the sign of Leo, that's going to mark a shift of contemplation really of asking themselves some very important questions. And this, to me, is possibly even more important than when Jupiter enters their sign in 2015, because this is really the time that sort of sets the groundwork so that when the new comes, it really can blossom into something amazing. And so what I would say for Virgos, um, a lot of good karma is set to be reaped, And so really try not to try so hard, trust your instincts, right? And I know that's hard to tell a Virgo. I love Virgos. My mom's a Virgo. My best friends, especially here in Cancun, are Virgos. I love Virgos. Yeah, Yeah. they're they're kind people. You know, they have a lot of kindness about them. But you're right. It is hard for them to not, you you know, not to try to force things. It's a little challenging. Yes. And so that's going to really be the challenge because the best things are just going to show up. It's going to be a reaping of good karma, and it's going to be them as well fulfilling karmic contracts so that they can move into the future much more free. But the most important thing I think a Virgo can do starting this year is keep a dream journal Mm. because that is really going to hold the seed and the ticket to so much knowledge that they're going to need to know, self-knowledge, ideas, um, really the symbols are going to be so rich. This is the time to be working on that thing and really solidifying their belief in themselves and understanding what they no longer need because this is when the really valuable steps sort of are put into place so that the ground is really fertile for what's coming up ahead in 2015. Wow. Okay, so I know this is kind of, we're moving quickly here, but um, how's it going with Libra next year? Libra's next year, um, I think it's going to be a fun year overall. There's going to be a lot of friendships. I think that the likelihood of a friend becoming a lover is very strong. Wow. So if they're open to that. Or alternatively, the likelihood of their lover or their partner becoming a deeper friend is equally very strong as well. And it does look like, you know, they're set to go through a lot of personal transformation, and it's going to be instigated largely through other people. And so really, I mean, Libra is a sign that learns about itself by relating to others, and this year that is especially emphasized. There's lots of communication, lots of connections happening with others that change them significantly and deeply, but especially change the way that they understand love. Wow. Okay, well, 
all of my close girlfriends are Libras, believe it or not. It's kind of funny. And I think they've had kind of a hard couple years. You know, I think it's been a little challenging for them. Good stuff happening. I mean, really good stuff, but just challenging, you know, letting go of a lot of stuff. So I'm excited that next year will be more lovey-dovey for them. Well, yes. I mean, Saturn was moving through their sign since 2009, and then Saturn was, is now in their financial part of the sky. So it isn't necessarily the easiest. But what I really like is they're on a journey towards really stepping into doing, aligning their calling and aligning an authentic expression of themselves with their finances, finding mm. ways to make profitable what it is that they really believe they're meant to do with their lives. Oh, nice. And I, mean, I think that's a very, that's a sacred journey. A lot of sacred journeys out there are happening. But for Libras, especially right now, it's about taking responsibility for their happiness and taking responsibility for their finances and making their money in a way that makes them happy. Wow. Okay. You know, I'm going to be on their cases, all of them about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, we love you, Libras. That's why we're on this <laughs> Yeah, that's great. Okay, so what's next for Scorpio? Scorpios will still have Saturn moving through their sign, and Saturn in your sign is about taking ownership for your happiness. That's a really big lesson. I, you know, I use this in one of the videos. I use the metaphor that you know there comes a moment in every life when you just kind of stop and you look in the mirror and you realize this is it. This is what you've been given in this life, and it's up to you whether you're going to rock it or whether you're going to hate it. And how are you going to use what you have to your absolute advantage and to your absolute blessing? Because that's what it is. That's the sacred lesson that Scorpios are in the middle of right now. Mm. And I do think that this work that they have been doing, this stepping into self-acceptance and ownership for their own happiness, this coming year is going to start to manifest in different career choices. And absolutely, there's going to be a lot of career progress. There's going to be power players and authority figures very much on their side. And I think that they're really going to like the direction in which the year unfolds for them towards greater accomplishment and achievement. But it starts with self-acceptance. It mm. starts with looking at all the things in their life and all the things about themselves that maybe they previously rejected mm. and saying, okay, this must be the way it is for a reason. What could be the absolute highest, most loving reason for this? And then choosing to capitalize on that. Okay, so at least for my assistant, Alyssa, who is a Scorpio, she cannot change her job. <laughs> she has to stay <laughs> as my employee. Uh, no, of course, I wish her great happiness in her career. But yeah, no changing jobs. <laughs> I totally know that feeling. I have an amazing assistant. Um, I, I feel the exact same way. That's just, <laughs> you know, I want you to be happy. Your happiness is right. However, but don't yeah. ever leave me, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I think we're so blessed to have people like that who work for us. I mean, it's just, Absolutely. it's such an oh honor, God, they are right? Yes. To have people yeah. of integrity and worth and compassion and uh, who are so independent um, as well in their work, which I so appreciate. Yeah, so, okay, so I, and she can hear me right now, so she knows. Hey, yeah, okay. yeah, we hope great things happen at work next year as long as you, and you can't leave. No. <laughs> so, what about Sag? Sag, so marching through. So, Sag yes. this year is set to be one that feels very much in their element as well. Same as their opposite sign, very much in their element. I do think that they are going to feel a renewed enthusiasm for life to be based very much on finding a new adventure. Hmm. So a Sag, it isn't about attainment for Sag, but it's about knowing that they're on the path towards 
something that they are enthusiastic about. Really, enthusiasm is the key with Sages. The moment that they lose enthusiasm for their life and for the possibilities, that's when the energy turns in on itself and they become kind of self-righteous, in all honesty. So when, if you're Sag out there and you find yourself ever feeling really restless and judgmental and um, and then that's really a sign for you to watch where maybe you need to take greater ownership for your happiness. Mm-hmm. You need to decide what the next adventure is going to call you and be brave enough to follow it because that's when they really are in their element. That's when they're happiest. I think you're going to see a lot of Sagittarius sort of starting to research new philosophical ideas, new religious ideas, and you're going to see a lot of them traveling as well. Wow. Um, and really it's about being more at one with the larger world, experiences that help them to understand that the earth is actually a lot smaller than they previously experienced. And so lots of interactions, foreigners to them are very lucky. So however they understand people who are very different of different ethnic backgrounds, religious backgrounds, racial backgrounds, all of that, however they understand people who are different or foreign to them, those are going to be the luckiest people for them. Those are going to be the people who carry greatest opportunities for them. Great. So we're probably going to have to spend a minute per sign right now because we've got okay, three so left. Okay, we're going to like sift through, okay? Yeah. It'd be so. like rapid signs. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> rapid yes. signs. So yeah. Capricorn, I mean, they're Ooh, going. Oh, this is me. Oh, this is you? Oh, yeah. Okay, Benny. Yes. So take your time. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Okay, for, for Capricorns, I see it as a very positive financial year. Um, this is really the time when you want to be really, I think about grants, loans, bursaries, that type of thing. Um, apply for funding, have an idea, there will be supporters. This is the year when it's possible to sign a power deal as well, to reach a financial deal with someone like an agent, if that's something that you've been considering or been wanting, yes. Power deal, keep talking here. Agents, (laughs) I like these terms. These are excellent. (laughs) The other thing, though, on another note, so yes, the power deal is there, but also Venus just entered their sign and will be in their sign for an unusually long time um, into the new year. And I do think that Capricorns are really going to be reconsidering and thinking about what love is going to mean to them, what it means to be beautiful, um, what it means, what charm, how they're going to present themselves, what makes them feel worthy to receive. So that's Mm. going to be the really big lesson with Capricorns coming up. The one thing I got to say for Capricorns, really, especially in the first half of the year, I got to say, don't get a tattoo. Don't do plastic surgery. Try to hold off on that. <laughs> yeah, Vinny, you, you cannot. Yeah, you cannot do any eyebrow lifts right Sorry. now. Okay, Dang, I have to call my doctor back. <laughs> don't need that referral anymore. That's funny. <laughs> That's great. Okay, Aquarians. Um, for Aquarians, this is a year of love, really. That's what it comes down to, and a big burst of healing coming in where it comes to love. Wow. I think in the beginning of the year, Aquarians are really, like, resolving a lot of stuff, largely energetically, largely in their dreams, where they're seeing sort of maybe some patterns in love that maybe aren't so, whether you want to call it healthy, or, or aren't so in line with their stated intention. And so that's the value of the beginning of the year, and then you get them to the middle of the year, and they start to very powerful cycle where they're welcoming all kinds of wonderful healing experiences in love. So those already in partnerships are going to find that if those partnerships last into the summer, then those partnerships are going to solidify and be made very strong. But for others, you're going to find, I mean, the possibility of an Aquarian, a single Aquarian meeting somebody and eloping is very strong. Awesome. And what about Pisces real quick? Because we have to go off the air real quick, Pisces. 
For Pisces, I love this year because it has to do with honoring the day. It has to do with understanding self-care as a spiritual practice. And there's a lot of healing energy, especially when it comes to their health. So their health is about to get a wonderful boost of improvement. Fantastic. Start the year with a sense of fun and joy. Fantastic. And they will move towards a direction of greater self-care as an act of self-love. Thank you, Nadia. It has been an absolute pleasure to have you on the air. And please go check out, check out Nadia Shaw. I'm .com. Go to YouTube. Lovely, wonderful. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful time in Cancun, and we look forward to having you on the show again. Drive safely, everyone, here in the Northwest. Joyful blessings. Bye-bye.